welcome to Cultivate with Chelsea, the podcast that supports perinatal women and navigating life postpartum. I'm your host and new mama friend, Chelsea Barbeen, here to talk about all the things they don't tell you to expect after you're expecting. All right, mama, your time is more valuable than ever now, so let's dive in. It's time to cultivate. Hi. Hi, how are you? Oh my goodness. I am so freaking good. That's <laughs> wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I am slightly nervous, but also so excited. I think anytime uh, people that are passionate about postpartum come together, like the best things happen. So I hope that from this, you know, we connect a family that needs help. So I'm excited. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. I really appreciate your excitement. And I so appreciate you being here. Truth be told, I get nervous every time. <laughs> and I've done more than a handful of these by now. So um, you're in a great space. Yeah. And honestly, like, I could not imagine not having you on oh, the show. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I told you, you know, when I reached out to you back over Frankie's first birthday, like, I would have had a completely different postpartum journey without you. Oh. Like I like I I'm like preparing myself to get emotional during this talk. <laughs> it's a lot and I think that's why it's such an important conversation to have because your postpartum journey stays with you for life and whether that was on your terms or not, I think you need all the help you can get and hopefully the help you get is one that makes you feel good about your time in that stage. So yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh. I'm like I like wish I could hug you right now. I know. Um truth be told, that is a I mean, honestly, like could not imagine a better way to start our conversation. Um a little bit of a background for listeners who did not catch my episode on the early days, truly like the first days of postpartum. Um I I always hoped to be able to breastfeed. Um, it was not something that I was totally confident that my body was going to be able to do. Um, full transparency, very like small chested. I would laugh about it with family. Like I'm a member, if not the president of the itty bitty titty committee club. And when it came time, you know, to to have our first attempt, um. At latching, it was moments after Frankie was born, and she seemed to latch on well. And that was, I, it was like one, a huge relief because I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I mean, no one really does, especially your first time, but um, I had no idea. And we, you know, it, it was just something that like I was so appreciative for in that moment of just like, oh, okay ouch but like oh, okay you know what I mean like yeah we did it yeah. yes we did it like that first one and really like from then on the, the first few days like that was the way that we nourished her and I remember when one of the nurses came in um in our recovery room they had asked you know how things were going if we needed anything they had asked um or I I had asked if a lactation consultant was available I felt like everything was fine but I just wanted to check that like Frankie's latch looked good and whatnot and they're like oh yeah of course like we'll send one in and oh my goodness it is forever one of the conversations that will stick with me that I just remember thinking that could not have gone much worse like I don't think that the woman had meant you know like anything bad but she came in and just did like a quick glance, you know, and I feel like in recovery, like they're just, they're so used to the babies and everything. And like when you're a new parent, you're just like, oh, like you're still like nervous to hold a baby and change his diaper. And she came in and popped and was like, yeah, no, everything looks good. Um, but did you happen to like go up a cup size when you were pregnant or, and I'm like, oh my God, this is so awkward. Like, no, I don't think so. Like I've always been like, pretty small chested like I I mean did my boobs get bigger like yeah but like not like astronomically bigger and she had just told me like very kindly but 
kind of an ouch of like, well, just, you know, I would say based upon what I'm seeing and like the gap, but I think I told you the story, actually, the gap between like your, you know, your two breasts, I just like wouldn't really um, ever expect to have like a full supply for her. So just like stay open. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I just delivered this baby. 24 to 36 hours ago like in my head I'm like you can leave like okay oh yeah I think we're good for now and I like look over Colin and I just like start crying I'm like how do you tell someone that like yeah what and again coming from like her angle of things perhaps wanting to like be very upfront and like make sure that I knew like this is coming off of her experience but I remember leaving the hospital first of all after that I was like I don't want another consultant coming in here I don't think so but it was an even like bigger sign for me of I need to find someone that I can feel supported through. Yeah. Because I'm going to need, like, if that, I was like I'm that much more determined of like breastfeeding. And, anyways, we ended up meeting. I want to do a little preview. Guys, for everyone who's listening, Ashley Feely is on and joining us today. Ashley is my very sweet and amazing nurturing lactation consultant who I had with Frankie. And we met like, how old was Frankie? She was, I want to say we were, you were almost two weeks, right? Okay. Like, yeah. we were, like day one day, you know, it wasn't a couple days out of the hospital, but definitely by a week, week or two. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I actually think I found you through our pediatrician because she too had come oh, guys. I've had so many unfortunate conversations in the early days, but, um, we had a quick talk about like Frankie's feeding and there was just, you know, when you bring a baby home, sometimes there's like a little bit of a weight drop and things like that. So our pediatrician had encouraged me to start pumping and connect with the lactation consultant. She gave me the list and then I found Ashley in the brochure and things shifted like tremendously. I actually went from feeling so defeated to feeling so empowered Oh, I'm going to cry, Chelsea. <laughs> I wish I could have helped you pre-pregnancy. I wish I could have been there for you in the hospital and the day you went home. Like, I I love all the supporters on everyone's journey, but it can make or break your journey and meeting your goals and also the timeline. Like, time matters so much postpartum that... Mm. You know, I wish that first advice you got from that lactation consultant was, hey, this is what could potentially be going on. Let's make sure we're taking out a little insurance policy and doing some extra hand expression, some extra pumping and really monitoring weight gain. So what's normal weight gain? How to get the best support when you leave? I wish that was your journey starting a little bit sooner, but I'm so glad we were able to meet when we did. And you know what? I felt great about how you were able to parent and respond and learn your body and just Mm -hmm. really turn the page on becoming a mother and figuring it all out. And I think that piece of it, oh, I'm going to cry. I I know. I'm like tearing up over here. But it is your, you know, all the mommy quotes are, oh, becoming a mother, you'll never be the same. It's it's finding yourself and building off of that. And a piece of you is in your kiddo. But so much of it is that important time. Yes, you have years and years to figure the rest out, but it is such a huge part of your journey. And I'm glad that I was able to be there and support you when you needed it. So mm-hmm. no, thank you. And like, full transparency, that nurse or that lactation consultant was right. I never ended up having a full supply. <laughs> But I will share that, you know, honestly, working with you completely shifted not only my approach, but like the way that our family navigated Nourishing Frankie. Like it was, it ended up being the most beautiful experience and I will do it again in a heartbeat. I will feel so much better equipped. I will know to reach out sooner, but like it was really freaking hard. And like, I would love to kind of go into a little bit of like how we sort of like figured things out together and the things that you shared with me along the way um, as like an example. But before we dive into all of that, I like, I would love for you to have the opportunity to share, like, how did you get into this? Because truly when we met, I was just like, oh my gosh, like you are the perfect, perfect, perfect provider for something like this. Because 
you literally came in, Ashley, and you were just like, I mean, even my sister was there and you were just like, hi, like so friendly. And like you had all of your stuff and you had all this like, oh my God, it was just how, how do you do it? How did you even get into this? Let's start there, I guess. How <laughs> um, I had a baby and had struggles and I am so lucky to be married to my husband and have made two beautiful, amazing girls. And my oldest is seven. And we had our share of, oh my goodness, is she latching? Is she getting enough? Mm -hmm. Is she choking? Why is she so fussy at the breast? <laughs> and unfortunately, a piece of my journey was I have rheumatoid arthritis and my one of my flares postpartum almost led me to stop nursing. And I had to dig. I had to fight. I had to educate myself and find people who knew more than me and that were passionate about what I wanted to do and could just really guide me into how to meet my goals and feed my kiddo. And after a rough pregnancy and postpartum period, I felt like not that that was my control, but that was the one thing that was bringing me joy. You're sleep deprived. Mm -hmm. you're hurting. I, I loved it. And I was nourishing my daughter. She was gaining. Was it easy? No. Um, but it was a struggle. And through that, through a lot of no's, I found my yes. I found my why as a mom and as a provider. And I talk about passion a lot. And I am so lucky that I guess I was, what, 29, 30 years old when I had my daughter. You know, I had worked prior. I am so lucky to have found a second career and a passion because that's when good things happen. That is when I get to show up and sometimes I forget that I'm supposed to bill insurance and sometimes <laughs> I could talk all day and this might not be the best business model every day, but you know what? I know that when I leave my babies and go help another family, that I'm making a difference and that I get to empower that mom to meet her goals and figure out her why. So, and you know what, along the way, I've had a lot of families who were like, I want to do this. How do you do this? I'm like, it's the coolest job ever. So through my two daughters, I found my passion and I had support from a husband who during the pandemic was like, Ash, you love this. How do we, how do you do more of this? You light up. I've never seen you so happy. And so thankful to my husband because I did, I invested, you know, the thousands of hours, clinical hours necessary. I invested in the coursework. I invested in studying for the international board exam and how to start a business. So none of that was on my radar, but having a baby changed everything. So becoming a mom and a parent in general is one of the biggest chapters in our books. And I think to be a part of that is huge. So I'm so glad I was able to be a part of yours. And I'm so thankful to all the moms that I get to help. I'm three mm -hmm. years in practice and just smile every day how cool it is. Oh my God. I have like goosebumps. I like wish we were together. I'm like, I have chills just hearing you share all of that. And truly like how, how beautiful one to, to just feel as if, you know, and feel like so aligned in what you're doing and to have been supportive in that now to be able to support others. It's just, oh my gosh, seriously. I, yeah, I'm just like thinking, I'm like, what more could you ask for in a career? Think of that, that village too. You see, as you yeah. are in this postpartum world, the more we network with mental health providers, mm -hmm. physicians, pediatric dentists, body workers, therapists, nutritionists, uh, you know, anyone who is passionate and willing to have those skills, you don't have to know it all. You just have to know who to go to to help you when you need it. And that is another huge piece of this where I'm like, yes, Chelsea, we can chat. We can do, let's help all the mamas because I feel bad for the families that I interact with, whether it's, you know, your 70 year old neighbor or a woman in the grocery store. Mm -hmm. So to say, you know what I do, I feel like people are defensive about how their feeding journey went. And all I ever want is for every parent to have fed their kiddo on their terms. And hopefully they meet their goals. But hopefully, like you said, whether it's a full milk supply or two ounces a day, hopefully they felt good about it. And it 
didn't take away from their mental health. So those are those are my goals. I hope that there's less people who are upset about how they're feeding Dirty Lunt. Oh my gosh. I will never forget a conversation that Colin and I had one night. And I think that this was like when I really realized how much your support was like needed because I was getting it in all of our consultations. And, you know, Colin had was returning back to work at that point and we were finding a groove. And I remember there was one point where, so the way that I ended up going about it was I was pumping and then we would supplement with whatever the difference was that we needed. And I remember being so appreciative of you even helping us navigate how much should we be feeding her each feed, you know, to help her maintain her curve and everything. Wow. I feel so official, like knowing that lingo, the curve. Um, but I remember that there was one night where I think this is when uh, I'm trying to, it was like, had you been early on because I remember coming to you and being like, Hey, I think we need to like find a little bit of like, um, like I, I, I need like, what was a better balance? Yes. Thank you. That's what I'm looking for. And, um, there was one night before like we had met next when I didn't have any milk in the fridge and Colin was like, feel like she needs to eat but like I wasn't up for like pumping yet or something and he was just like I don't know like what to give her like and I was just like oh my gosh like as her dad like he doesn't feel empowered or feel like he can say like hey you know I know that there's no milk in the fridge right now is it cool like you know we're good to do the formula like she clearly like needs to eat and I remember being like oh my god like I have held on to like this tight at the time I was holding onto this tight, um, like vision or like this control over like what I thought that our journey was going to look like for her. And like, I remember telling you like, holy shit, like this, I'm, I feel like I'm fighting against something that's just like, I'm not, I, I need to release and like, let go. And you were like, so listen, <laughs> it's not one or the other. Like you decide your approach sometimes like maybe you'll pump throughout the day and then you'll just nurse at night or like you know maybe you'll like pump this amount and then you'll do the rest with supplement and I remember just being like I don't even know if this is making sense for anyone who's listening because I know you and I have had the conversation so you're like yeah you're nodding your head but like I remember sitting there during that consultation and being like oh my god wait I don't have I don't have to follow a certain way that like I'd read about before or someone had told me about or you know what I mean? That I saw on Instagram, like, oh, like this is my baby, my body. I can navigate what our breastfeeding journey looks like. And yeah. I remember just being like, wait, what? And within that, it was like a huge shift for me. And I honestly don't think I would have realized that without our conversation, like this, like pressure, like truly, yeah. like not only did you support with resources and different, um, you know, practices to go throughout the day with like the power pumping and the hand, like all of that. But then there was also too that piece of like the, the mental side of it and the empowerment. And I remember that was a huge weight off of myself because I was putting such great pressure on myself. And I think there was this one point in time you had said it was like the trifecta, right? Is that what it's called? Where I was doing all that I was pumping, I was nursing, I was bottle feeding. And you were like, this can only happen for so long. <laughs> like the voice of reason of being like, I really care about you. And like, let's, let's give this a go. Like, let's see what this, what can come from this. But also like that voice of reason of being like, this is not sustainable. And I, that is one thing that like, I, anywhere else I've looked, like I haven't found that from like an external resource. And I just think, now I feel like I'm just like rambling and sharing that, but honestly, really honing in right now, the point that I'm trying to make here is finding a provider that can support you and will help you navigate those really tough times that one-on-one, um, that one-on-one support can truly be a game changer because I don't think I would have lasted much longer in my journey had I continued to go down that route. And here I ended up making it over nine months. And like, I'm really freaking proud of that. It wasn't exactly how I thought it was going to look, but 
I was very proud. And similar to how you were sharing, like that brought me such joy to know that I was able to do that for my daughter. Um, The mom is navigating it. It's the confidence in your decisions. It's owning it and being okay with whatever it is. Of course, I want every mom to make all the milk that they want. Um, As a provider, yeah, there's a there's pediatricians, there's nurses, there's lactation consultants. We can give textbook, yes, you're supposed to triple feed. Yes, your baby needs this supplement. Yes. I think the beauty of my field, and I know I work with a lot of I talk to two lactations a day, lactation consultants a day, just brainstorming. What we're able to bring is that in between. This is your journey, not mine. I fed my babies. Here are the rules of this. This is how we can make more milk. This is what your baby needs. And these are the concerns that we can manage to improve anything going on in that big picture. But the in-between, the beauty of what I do is that empowerment is taking a care plan and it being a set of guidelines. And it's what's working for you. Where are you in your in your journey? What are your goals? What does returning back to work look like? And how can Mm. we get the best balance of feeding that gets you there where you don't look back on this period and be like, oh my goodness, I lost it and I didn't enjoy it. And now I want another kid just to make up for what what happened then. That's not what I want for a mom. I want a mom to say, you know what? I'm getting emotional. Oh my gosh. Let it out, girl. I'm in a moving ability, but to have the ability to give a mom options that she can make that decision and she can feel good about how she's feeding her baby and not feel stuck in a set of guidelines or what Google said in an off comment of this is what you need to do. No, you choose what you want to do. And that is becoming a mom and doing the best for your baby. As long as you're both thriving, that is the name of the game. And I think too, like in a time in which we just question ourselves every single moment of the day, yeah. especially with your first, like it's, I mean, even with your second, even with your fifth, like you become a different person every time mm-hmm. and you're always connecting and learning a new baby. So like it's always, you know, there may have been something that have worked for, you know, your first or your third child, but like may not be working for the one that you're nurturing right now, like in this moment. And it's just to, yeah, I just remember it being a complete shift for me and breastfeeding was, can be such a stressful experience for moms. There's so many different factors that go into it. And it felt as if like, almost like receiving that permission granted to do things differently completely changed the game for us and be a slave to your pump if you want to put your baby to the breast and supplement the gaps you get to choose what's working as long as your baby is thriving like I said of course I'm monitoring weight gain of course we're doing weighted transfers and I plot everything on the hoop growth curve as long as you're within those parameters of a safe and healthy balance any amount of breast milk any amount of formula you know what we're we're going to get a fed baby and a happy mom. And I think that is what is important um, in meeting your goals. So if, you know, your husband's back to work, you're exhausted, you get to pick at three in the morning if you're going to pump, if you're going to breastfeed and then supplement, or if you're going to just supplement, whether that's formula, donor milk, whatever works for you, you should be empowered to make those choices and not feel stuck or so defeated at every Mm. feed deciding to have a kid and then deciding to breastfeed it's not like oh we're going to check the box of we're going to breastfeed this kiddo no it's reading cues 24 7 it's listening to your body how does my breast feel am i in pain did you know what's diaper output the mental load of breastfeeding is very intense and it's not this oh we're going to do it it's going to be easy it's, it's a thought process all day long to ensure it's really going well. And when things aren't going well, yeah, you deserve options to make it work and fit your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So gathering here that like everyone who's going this route should have a lactation consultant. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I 
hope people know that under the Affordable Care Act, we're supposed to have lactation covered uh, in full, actually. So I would say check your insurance if you're pregnant. Uh, We know statistically that the more points of contact you make, the more likely you are to reach your goals. So reaching out to a lactation consultant, having a one-on-one prenatal visit can be a wonderful start to your experience. I know I love when a mom reaches out. Hopefully I can schedule something between like 34 and 36 weeks. We take an hour, sometimes more. We cover the basics. What are your goals? What's your health history? Have you had breast changes? Do you, you know, any COS, any thyroid, any insulin, um, any prior surgeries? I want to know what could impact your journey on a mommy side and kind of heads up. These are baby concerns that can impact a journey. So typically once a baby's born, I don't go to the hospital, but I do like to schedule families closer to the end of that first week of life. And I set parents up for success. What to do if you're separated from your baby during your birth, what to do that first hour, lots of skin to skin, how to latch, great positioning, kind of the timeline on weight gain, you know, knowing the protocols, when does a baby need to be supplemented? What do you do if they have jaundice? Kind of what to expect diaper output for each day. So I cover a lot in my prenatals. I like to just talk and connect with that mom. Connection is important. Building your is important. Um, not, I, I know as a mom, I was like, I want to breastfeed. They'll teach me in the hospital if I have issues. They do not teach you in the hospital. They can point some concerns, but it's not breastfeeding 101 as soon as you deliver. So take a course, read a book, reach out to another mom who's lactating or had a baby recently. Um, Find a peer support group. In our area, in the Collegeville area, we have Nursing Mothers Alliance. There's La Leche Leagues. There's online support. uh, B4 Village in Limerick uh, does a support group. So finding those connections and kind of building your A team for if there are issues is another way to set you up for success. Mm, Oh my goodness. What it's so like amazing to hear and be reminded of like all of the different support groups, especially in our little area. I shouldn't say little, our area is growing and everything, but it just like only leads me to wonder like in the larger areas, right? Like what is available there, especially now with so much being virtual, um, which actually is a question that I do have, um, especially hearing, reflecting back on your journey, starting during the COVID times, like, how would you say things are like virtually? Like, is it, is it truly possible to support a woman? I know we had in-person sessions, but like, is it truly possible to support a woman virtually? I learn a lot from consultants who are like leaders of our profession and they do a lot of virtuals and they were actually kind enough to put together, especially during the pandemic, how to do an oral assessment. So I, a lot of what I do is checking oral function I worked really hard to build those skills, but guess what? I can teach a parent virtually if needed, how to do that oral assessment. Mm. I can teach a family how to do a breast assessment to check for glandular tissue. Uh, it is a little tricky because I do have my fancy scale that I cart around. to that is <laughs> That I like, but guess what? We have other, we have other means, but I do prefer in person, but guess what? Virtual is better than nothing. And I think just finding good support is so beneficial. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's good to hear. Um, I think tying back to something else that you had mentioned, right, with any sort of challenges that come up, like what are the big, the big questions or the big pieces where you typically see new mamas come in? Like you had shared, you would love to meet with them before they have the baby, but like, when do you really see issues. The bulk of, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I would say, so whether it's a family who I've met with prenatally or not, sometimes it's that off-cuff recommendation of you need to supplement your baby. So traditionally, babies can lose 7 to 10% of their body weight in the hospital. And beyond that, they do need to be supplemented. If a baby has jaundice, so that can make them super sleepy. If they've had a circumcision, super sleepy, maybe not eating as much as they need. 
Or if for some reason a baby has to go to the NICU, those are reasons that we really want to support that mom as that baby might need to be supplemented. What should your baby be supplemented with? How much should they be supplemented? And then guess what? If you were told to supplement your baby, they very well might need it. And I want that baby fit. But if you were given advice to supplement and you weren't told to protect your supply, that is the first step that I usually see where if we're giving baby something and not stimulating a mother's supply, that body isn't getting that message to make more milk. We Mm -hmm. make what our baby needs by removing it. That's if everything's going really well. If we have other mommy concerns that are maybe causing a dip in supply or milk not to come in as soon or in, in the larger volumes that we need, that needs attention. But also like if things are going well and then we're supplementing and not removing milk, that can set you up for less milk available when your baby does go to the breast or if you are pumping. So kind of how to navigate supplementation in the early days. A lot of families are just told, hey, your milk's not in yet. Give formula. Guess what? Baby benefits from small volumes of colostrum. And guess what? It's normal for that baby to have to feed really, really frequently in those early days because their bellies are so tiny. So knowing what they need per feeding per day and how to know, how to know how your breast is feeling, to listen to your body, to look at your baby, to understand those rooting cues and to look at diaper output, you're not always going to have a fancy scale. You need to build that internal voice where you're like, okay, baby is content. I feel okay. Diaper output is okay. We know that baby is satiated for at least this moment. And what are some signs to look out for? So I set parents up for that success of like just knowing what is normal and how frequently and all the things. Um, Sometimes we have kiddos who have oral ties or a mom that does have low supply. Uh, depending upon the birth you have and the interventions that you have, that can impact kind of when your milk comes in or how your baby's mm. lying. Birth trauma can occur too that we want to just make sure families are aware of and how to navigate that. I learned so much from you every time we connect. I'm like so engaged in this right now. I'm like, oh, I need to remember this and this. Just yeah, <laughs> nipple pain. I I try and tell families like, okay, think about it. You're gonna latch that baby a lot, maybe more than 12 times in those first 24 hours. And guess what? If there's any nipple pain, it's normal to have a little bit of tenderness as we're kind of adjusting to baby latching where we're not. But if we have really bad nipple damage, hopefully that's peaking by day, day four, day five. Engorgement tends to peak on day four. Guess what? Baby tends to start gaining after day five. How much do they need to gain per day? What does your baby need per day? That's where I get to really empower families to like, okay, what are the, what are, what's the, the actual guidance on your specific baby and their age? So I think mm. that's really important to know that, not just like put a baby to the breast and see how it goes. So yeah, learning the ins and outs kind of for the first couple of days is really helpful. Yeah. And it's so interesting you bring up too with like the sensation of breastfeeding. first time first time I was like okay interesting but like okay like I wouldn't say it hurt you know what I mean it like felt and like different um but then I would say probably like that third third time is when I started to feel like actually sore and I was like okay this is this is gonna just continue to build for a little bit until you know, it becomes, um, I don't want to say second nature, but how would you explain that from like, um, typically say pain. We want to make sure that baby has a nice deep latch. That's going to help eliminate some pain. If mom's engorged, guess what? It is so hard to latch to an engorged breast without doing some nipple damage. So that is another piece of nipple pain, but also breastfeeding shouldn't hurt. Pumping shouldn't hurt. If, you know, Beyond the first 15 to 30 seconds is that nipples kind of being drawn back to the soft palate. We shouldn't have a ton of pain. So I usually say if you're in pain, reach out for help sooner than later because we really want to address that latch. I could care less how it looks. I want to know how it feels. And I also just mm-hmm. want to do a little assessment on baby to make sure that, yeah, they are latching and utilizing their oral structures appropriately. Yeah, which we ended up finding out Frankie struggled with. <laughs> a little bit. So hard. You know, there's so many moving pieces. 
Uh, but just having someone there to help you navigate it, I think is huge. Yeah. Can you please um, talk a little bit more about the pumping side of things? Because I remember, so I ended up getting my pump through a website, through insurance, made it super easy. Acceleron, I will drop it in the show notes of this because it was very helpful for me. Um, I got, I ended up getting a great pump and I remember you had asked to take a look at it and you were like, oh, this is not an ideal uh, flange. Is that the correct term? Did I remember yeah. that right? Yep. A yes. Um, and I remember being like, wait, what do you mean? And you're like, okay, so you're either going to need to get a different size or here's some handy dandy little inserts. And like truly what a, what a game changer that is in your output when you're pumping. Yep. I carry around flange inserts and I measure families. It's not an exact science, but I have taken several additional courses because pump flange sizing matters. It matters for comfort and meeting a mom's goals and it matters for output. So finding that balance of the two is where I come in. Um, the thought used to be you have big boobs, throw a big flange on you have big nipples. Guess what? It's not the areola size. It's the nipple size. So when I am guiding a family, I'm going to measure you, but I'm also going to watch you pump. I want to see what does your nipple look like after a breastfeeding session, but also a pumping session. You know, are we utilizing your pump to its maximum abilities as far as asking your body for lots of letdowns? That's super important. I had a Spectra and I had no idea how to use it. And I exclusively pumped for six to eight weeks with my second. Like, even if you are exclusively pumping, get help because it matters. I see 95% of the homes I walk into, the parent is using the wrong size flange um, and it's painful and they're doing nipple damage. So trauma to your nips is not okay. Protect the nip. And <laughs> like, I promise it should not hurt. So your insurance should cover one pump uh, per, I don't forget if it's per pregnancy or per year. There okay. are websites, some, some you can use an FSA or HSA card, but yes, it's beneficial to have a pump if you're going back to work or if additional pumping is necessary to help bring in your supply or if we're having feeding issues. So, or if you just need a, a break and need to be separated from your kiddo for a little bit. So it gives you flexibility. Moms need flexibility. Yes. Preach. Um, yes, 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 yes. I honestly, as sad as I was to, um, res I don't want to say resort as if it's a negative thing, but to explore pumping so shift. early shift in your goals shift yeah. yes thank you um it was it was a really good thing for us in the long run I mean Colin had that opportunity he fed Frankie her first bottle and like when I tell you the freaking joy on and like pride on his face to just I actually like took like a little video of it because I was like, I do not want to forget this in the midst of all of the newbornness. Um, it's sort of the say is like one of my favorite photos of them from like when we first had her. And there was definitely a um an opportunity, I think, for him to bond with her on on a different level, you know, and I think that that's really important um for dads. I agree. However, pumping aligns with your goals. I know for a mom, like if it, if you are nursing and nursing is easier and it's more of an inconvenience to pump, then don't pump. If you need, mm -hmm. if you have the, it, the ability to pump or to have someone else feed and that benefits you, I say, do it. Find that balance that works for your family. So many families along their journey, um, you know, mom needs a, a, a nap. Guess what? We want yeah. to get a three-hour stretch of undisturbed sleep or uninterrupted sleep. Yeah, that's an okay time to say, I'm going to get a shower. I'm going to pump. Here's the milk. Wake me up in three hours for the next feeding. I'm locking myself in a room. No phone. No social <laughs> media. And I'm going to get a three-hour nap before like the night shift starts just to not be so on empty. And <laughs> If that aligns with your goals and supports your family, I just want every family to have all of the options on the table to get them through the day. 
don't limit yourself to one all or nothing. Um, yeah, no one needs to be stuck. You have options. You have options you should feel good about if they align with your goals. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think honestly, like options, one, becoming aware of through consulting with you is just, again, like our approach to things, but also options of like pumping. Oh my goodness. Again, pumping being it ended up becoming I was exclusively pumping. Um, I forget in which time period that that had shifted to, but I, I had through insurance a pump that plugged in to the outlet, and I remember chatting with you and being like, "Listen, I'm going full force into this." I was very hesitant to invest in a second pump, mm-hmm. um, unsure of like what my journey was going to look like because they're definitely an investment. And I remember telling you, like, I, I think that this is something I need to really explore into and just what a, um, one, like how supportive it was to have your advice on picking a pump that could travel with me. The importance of, again, taking all of my factors into account. How could I get a more hospital grade, like travel pump and have it be supportive for me with cups and oh my goodness, you guys, we did a lot of finagling to make that work. But we did it like four or five pumps in one session for a pump. Yeah. Pump consult. Yeah. Which is amazing. I I think it's so important to chat with a mom and see like, okay, you need flexibility. Well, here's your plug into the wall pump that has this kind of suction and is great for a, a low supply. But guess what? Some mm-hmm. of the secondary portable pumps, they're really expensive. They're quite an investment. They don't fit well. We can't see what the nipple does inside them. And guess what? They're typically not as strong. So for you, we had to find a more flexible option that could still give you the stimulation you needed to maintain your supply. So yeah, that little nugget of knowledge, your your time and your energy is worth more than any ounce of breast milk. But man, it to just make it as easy and efficient as possible. Well, let me tell you, I felt like a superwoman when I would be pumping. I don't know if this is even legal. Maybe I shouldn't share this. We're going to go there, but I would put on my little cups to get going. I would be driving to Target. I would be driving to the grocery store, like finish a pump, go in, do my thing, come back out. I'm like, this is great. When I get home, I'm going to pop this in the fridge. And it was like, I... There was just something, again, pumping became like such a large piece of my day to day that like I needed that. I needed that flexibility to be able to pump whenever we were out about. I was able to pump on the train into New York City when I was going up there for work. Like I would pump at weddings. Like guys, I I have pumped in so many different areas. I cannot even begin to tell you. I started taking pictures of it just to document all the places that I would pump. So then I could show Frankie when she gets older and be like, look at what mommy did for you. (laughs) This is how, this is how bananas it got. Um, but no, I think that, um, again, like I have truly learned so much over the course of my breastfeeding journey, not just about the practice in itself, um, but really so much about my, about myself and uh, it was it was by no means an easy decision and choice to to fulfill, but I'm gonna like cry something to this day that I am so incredibly proud for. And I'm so like, proud and every mom who's vulnerable enough to put themselves out there to struggle and and choose that hard. If having a baby is hard, feeding your baby via bottle or via the the chest breast. It's all hard. You're choosing your hard, but figuring it out and trying really hard to meet your goals is what's important. And it is. It changes you as a human being. You're using your body to feed another human being that you love and care about. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I say journey. It's such a cheesy word. I hate the word journey. But guess what? It is from day one to that first birthday to that nine month check in. You're a different person. It's you find your groove. You're empowered. You, you said it yourself. You're superwoman because guess mm-hmm. what? You you found it. You you made what worked for your family and you, you kept going. That's amazing. Yeah. 
And even for the families who say, you know what, we're going to stop. This isn't working for our family. Mm -hmm. Your worth is not measured in ounces. Your, your sanity, your physical ability matters more than the ounces, in my opinion. Um, and I stick to that as someone who's a complete boob nerd. I love breastfeeding <laughs> babies. Um, it's got to work for you. If you're miserable, if your mental health is in question, it's just, yeah, I, I, I'm not here to validate. I want every mom to feel good about their choices. And it's such an emotional journey just becoming a mom that we need to support each other in feeding our babies however we choose. Thank you. I'm so appreciative for you sharing all of that. And I mean, I could not imagine, you know, really a better way to support such a large group of women than having this conversation. Oh, so my pleasure. I, I love uh, all the families uh, that I get to support and I'm glad that you're going to be supporting them too. In you know, as a health coach, I think that's amazing. I think we have a lot in common. We're out there helping the same people. So I think it's amazing. Thank you. I'm, I feel so, so blessed to be embarking on this journey. And I think in, in a perfect little wrap up to our conversation, I have two things to ask you. One, we'll get a little bit more like, oh, in the feels, but what is one thing, and you probably have already touched on this throughout throughout our conversation, but what is one thing that you wish every new mama knew? That is an excellent question. I want every new mama to listen to their gut. And I say gut, but I mean intuition. Listen to what your heart is telling you, whether it's, are you hungry? What do you want? That whole mental piece of it. What are your goals? What do you need in that moment as a mom? Um, just finding your voice and listening to what your heart is telling you is usually right. When we go against that as mothers, it usually doesn't end well. So my job is to typically give families the tools, but then a second piece of that, as in your experience, is to have that conversation of like, where are you? What do you want? What is working in your day to day? What is, what, what is your hard? What is your easy? What do you love about it? Listen to your gut. Find what makes you happy. The newborn stage flies by. You have to be okay mm. at the end of it. Mm, yeah. No, it's, it's so true. And I think that is a big piece, you know, around my, my coaching is listen, motherhood is hard, but just as you were saying earlier, we choose that hard, right? Mm -hmm. We, we do. And although we don't have control over a lot of things that come our way, we do have the control in how we respond. And I say respond over react because in my opinion, there is a huge difference to that. And it's so easy to feel, you know, um, overwhelmed by, by thoughts and opinions and advice from so many people surrounding you. And at the end of the day, with all due respect to each and every one of those individuals, no matter who they are and their relationship to you, they have had a choice to make those decisions for themselves, for their little ones, for their families, even if that choice was choosing not to have those conversations or making those decisions themselves, right? So if you're following me, even if that meant that they chose not to have children or go through all of this, that was their choice. And ultimately, like now this is your time to make your your choice in how you respond. And could not agree anymore with the essence of the support and who is that support. Yeah. Um, mamas, you do not need to do it all to have it all. It is not a sign of weakness to ask for help. Um, truly, 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 we are never in it alone. Um, oh my goodness, Ashley, I feel like people are going to want to just get more of you because honestly, first of all, I could not tell at all that you were nervous. Like that was such a beautiful conversation. Um, as we were chatting, I'm like, oh my God, like, yes, let's go. I like, didn't even want to say I'm getting lost in our conversation. I'm like, what was I going to ask her? There's more, but, uh, yeah, like let's help those moms. Let's help, you know, parents in general. I, 
I love it. I love feeding babies and supporting families during in the trenches, in the thick of it, because it's a lot. No matter if they're, you know, feeding or throwing a tantrum or as they get older, I feel like it just gets harder, but more beautiful. So yeah. enjoy, enjoy the good and get the help through the hard. Well, you can certainly tell that you are so passionate about it. And I would love to know if you could please share with everyone, how can they best connect with you from this point on if they want to learn more, work with you, like what's, just give them all of the, all the goods and I'll drop it all in the notes too. But um, As a mom of two kiddos in the evenings, I tend to be in mom mode, but uh, the best way to get in contact with me is through my website. I have a contact form. If you're uh, someone looking out for lactation support, definitely fill in all your info. We can set up a consult there. If it's more of a professional, please reach out. You know, I think I have another contact form, just a general one, but email is probably the best way just so you don't get lost in my brain of, you know, text calls, but it's all there. Email, website, or cell phone, I think is out there too. So Ashley at lovelylatchlactation.com. And my website is lovelylatchlactation.com. Happy to help all those in, I guess, Phoenixville, Collegeville area. I try and stay within a half hour of Phoenixville. So yeah. Oh my goodness. So appreciative to have you. Thank you so much again. I have learned so much and I've already had the pleasure of spending so much time with you beforehand. So like, I can only imagine what everyone who's getting to experience you for the first time was able to learn. So thank you. Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you for having me on. And thank you for all that you do to help this postpartum world. Oh my gosh, you're going to make me tear up. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me for this episode on the Cultivate with Chelsea podcast. New Mamahood is truly a journey, and I'm so appreciative to be on it with you. Until next week, with care, Chelsea.